This episode is brought to you by the Nordstick, the number one way to train your hamstrings anywhere at any time. The number one injury burden in the game of soccer is, you guessed it, hamstring injury. What better way to prevent this than using the Nordstick? From endless Nordic curl variations for your hamstrings, to other lower body exercises, to even upper body and core exercises, you name your goal and the Nordstick can help you get there. Use the link in the description to learn more and get 10% off. Once again, use the link in this episode's description for 10% off. What's up, soccer players? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Sebastian. Sebastian, what's going on, man? I'm chilling, Andy. Just uh, getting ready to start the week off. Um, watched a little bit of a Gold Cup action this past weekend. Um, things are good. How have you been doing? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. What's the the latest on the Gold Cup? Since Haiti got knocked out, I haven't been uh, haven't been watching as much. Word. I guess while timestamping us, uh, the U.S. beat Canada and PKs last night, which is always exciting. Beating the brothers from the north, the the team that hasn't won anything but is very confident. <laughs> um, it felt good to watch them to watch the u.s win that game last night though it, it was good you could see that there's definitely like a gap in talent between like the a and b slash c team but there's some mm. good youngsters coming through the u.s system canada too they got some real good young players now did canada send their ace team or did they send more of a reserve they're like i think i would call it more of like an a slash b team because like Alfonso mm. Davies isn't there. They're like top tier oh. midfielders and attackers aren't there, but like most of the rest of the spine of the team is there. So like no Jonathan David, no Alfonso Davies, no um who else? Uh they're Kyle Laren. So like those are like their top tier attackers oh. that would like dominate CONCACAF, so none, none of those guys are there. But like the rest of like their midfield aside from Eustachio was there and most of their back line was there. Yeah, I feel like for a team that hasn't, when was the last time they won a gold cup? It's been um, they won a one out of while. They won one total. They've only won so, once. Oh, I'm sure that was like yeah. You're right. Why? What, what are they doing? Like y'all haven't won. You're sending a B team. Y'all haven't won. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's been a fun gold cup. It, it, it's annoying because it's on so late. But overall, the games have been entertaining. And Jamaica's showing up. I've been enjoying watching Jamaica. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah, they, they, got Mex- they got Mexico next. So, um, Gold Cup we'll semifinal legends. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what's good with them. <laughs> but uh, um, cool yeah. episode today. We got uh, our, our topic for today is improving shot power. Uh, a question that every player always asks themselves at some point in their career, like how do I, how do I improve my power? Uh, so we got four tips for you guys today. But Sebastian, what's what's tip number one? How do we how do we start this process going? I think technique number sorry. <laughs> uh, tip number one is technique. You there's at this stage there's so many dudes on like YouTube TikTok. Just whatever avenue of social media you like to use that are essentially like shot gurus, shot coaches. Um, and they go in depth as to like how they plant their foot, how they let their foot go off the ground. Um, 
where exactly they want to hit the ball, where they want it to like be on their shoe when they're trying to take a more powerful shot, when they're practicing more of like a free kick versus a dribbling and then taking a shot. And all of those different shots require different technique when you're trying to hit it with power. So I think if you're, if you've been trying to work on improving your shot and you feel like you've been out there for like months now and nothing's changing, but you haven't looked at technique yet, like you need to get yourself like down there and like watching these videos, like, and get as much information as you can. So you can adjust your format a little bit and that, that really can affect exactly how the ball comes off your foot and can make the difference between the ball getting there too slowly and the keeper getting it and you hitting it into the top corner with like no chance for the keeper yeah for sure and um a, a few months ago i i actually read a study that was i read a study that was comparing shot power and the amount of size that the person of who's taking the shot actually has and when I was reading the study, I found out that there's actually little to no correlation between how big somebody is and how powerful their shot is. And the key takeaway from that was it's all about technique, right? If you don't have that base of technique, the amount of power that you'll generate through your shot is not going to depend on how strong your legs are, but instead on how you're actually hitting the ball. Um, so it, it, it's always step one to try and improve your technique because you can't improve other things that we'll soon discuss without having that solid base and foundation there. Um, but that being said, tip number two, improve your quads, right? Which are going to be the main generator of force as you produce your shot. So, if you're able to improve your quad strength and you have good technique, you're able to kick the ball the right way with more strength, with more power, and that will lead, you know, to a better shot. So, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I feel that, and you you need to be able to like repeatedly take shots too, and that that's where that strength, endurance, power will come into play. Like you can't just be, all right, I took five shots for my training today and like my legs tired already. <laughs> so um, if, you, if you're finding like that's the case, like you're trying to take like your hardest shots and like you want to get five out total in a session, like you should probably get into the gym and try to build some endurance and also just like a, ba- a, like a good baseline of strength and power. Um, what would you, what would any specific things you'd like recommend for people as far as like building up the quads? Yeah. So, I mean, I I would say you have to train both strength and endurance. Um, I I would train them in in two different ways. For the strength portion and the power portion in the gym, um, exercises like goblet squats, trap bar deadlift, front squats, front lunges, walking lunges, things like that. Um, Leg extensions, if you have a leg extension machine. Um, All of those are, are wondrous to improve your quad strength. Um, now when it comes to the endurance portion, like you mentioned, um, I, I would probably lean a little bit more towards the field just because if you want to improve the amount of, cause I mean, I, I think every player has been in the space where you go outside and you're like, you know what, let me take some shots and you take five, 10, you're like, man, these are feeling really good. 15, 20, 30. It's like, oof, starting to get a little tired or after training, you try and take some extra shots and you're like, where's all my power? It's not here. Um, 
if you train under conditions of fatigue like that, if you say, you know what, I'm going to take 50 shots with my one goal of I want my last shot to be almost as powerful as my first, that's going to build your endurance over time. Um, and that's going to allow you to play longer and still have that shot power maintained throughout the uh, the game or the training session. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Those are a lot of really good um, exercises and tips for listeners. Yeah. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll discuss two more tips for you guys. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. Okay, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Now, Sebastian, tip number three, what do you got for us? Kind of going off that quad focus we just had, the other primary muscle I always think about when thinking about shooting, especially anything power related, is your hamstring muscle group. Um, A big reason for wanting to work on hamstring strength, power, endurance, all that is because every time you shoot, you are very quickly lengthening the hamstring so for me when i'm working with players like between taking lots of shots like sprinting running a lot sprinting really being the main one like those are the two main things that are going to cause irritation to the hamstring so i'll have some guys come in and they're like oh yeah like i've had some hamstring soreness last week or so i'm like all right cool like anything changed he's like no no like all right are you like staying late after be staying late after practice are you like working on passes are you working on crosses are you working on like free kicks anything like that and then dudes will be like or they'll they'll say like oh yeah like I'm, I'm staying late and i'm taking like 40 extra shots every day i'm like cool like that's great are you taking them all with the same foot <laughs> they're like yeah it's, i'm like <laughs> but it's all i'm taking it all with my right foot and um and I actually like noticed that it is kind of feeling worse after like right after those moments like i i didn't stay late one day and I felt better the day after. I'm like, okay. So for me and for us as medical professionals, we're thinking like, okay, that's probably just like a big change in load. Like you, you just added a whole lot of extra work on the hamstring via like having to control that rapid lengthening of the muscle. So usually when I know people are starting to do this, I want to add in something that's going to strengthen the muscle, especially when on those, on those days where they're going to be taking extra shots. 
ideally you get this all in before you start taking like 40 extra shots after training every day um, because you want to have that baseline built but um there's plenty of different ways you can strengthen the hamstrings just like you were talking about with the quads I, i like incorporating sometimes hex bar if like regular bar deadlift is too much but any kind of deadlift any kind of rdl romanian deadlift um i love including just like some hamstring switches if we're really working on the power and then pretty much anything posterior chain so like if you're comfortable being in the gym and doing cleans um those are great for just like that quick rapid contraction of the muscle of, of generally in the lower body um anything on your mind andy yeah i, I think it it comes back a little bit to technique so if you're improving your shot power and you're improving your technique, a huge portion of that is going to be the follow through that you have. And I'm not saying that improving your hamstring strength is going to improve your thought follow through, but maybe it can help make it a little bit better and a little bit more consistent. Um, that and, you know, you, you can't kick a ball with power if you're injured. So if you're making your body more resilient, making the hamstrings more resilient with the quads, um, it's going to help you in the long run. Because when sometimes when you do that follow through, you're taking your hamstring to its maximal range of motion. Um, and honestly, you're probably taking it to a place where you're not even going to get it during a static stretch. So um, I'm going to add hamstring mobility up there as well, um, keeping those hamstrings nice and mobile so you're able to get up to that top range. Yeah, there's definitely room for having to work on that mobility. Um, soccer players are kind of notoriously tight, like all the different muscles being tight and everyone's saying like, oh, I'm not very flexible. But I think hamstring is one group for sure that we want to maximize how much you can move around um, just to be able to get that follow through going. So good point on that. And with that, um, what do you got for our final tip for the day? Uh, just being patient, being patient with it. It's... It's a tough, tough thing to really try and improve your technique and have it show in a in a functional setting like a game. For example, if I say on today is July 10th, if I say on July 11th, I'm going to start to improve my shot power. If you look at the amount of time it takes you to really improve your technique consistently and pull it off consistently. And you look at how long it takes for you to truly build quad strength, quad power, um, and to have those changes really stick. And you look at the amount of time it's going to take for everything to really fit itself together and you to play in a game. You're looking at maybe I won't be able to see the results of my training for a minimum of about three months, right? Because it's going to take you eight to 12 weeks to build strength. It's going to take you just as much time, if not longer, in order to build like power. Um, it, it takes time, right? It just takes time. And even if, you know, let's say you're a younger player, like you're 14, 15, 16, if you haven't gone through your growth spurt and everything like that, it's going to take even longer. So um, just be patient with the process and know that the work that you're doing isn't going to waste if you don't see results within the first few weeks. Yeah, man, I feel that definitely being patient with things helps a ton. I think we've had a couple of episodes we've talked about patience with all different kinds of things. But I think it's a common theme for a reason. You can't rush results. 
things will happen improvement wise, as long as you're consistent with it. And if you ever feel like you're stagnating, take a look back, see how long you've been going through it, see how the plan looks. And if you need help getting it together, it could be time to like reach out to a professional or some kind of coach. Be like, Hey, anything I can do to change this up or even just talk to your friends be like, yo, I've been doing this thing the last two months. Um, what do you think? And it might not be that they're the pros that can really get it together for you, but they could have a, like a quick look and be like, Oh yeah. Like you've been doing a lot of like shots from this angle. Like, why don't you try this angle too? Like something like that. Um, just kind of like mm-hmm. look for help if you need it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, with that, that's all we got for you guys today. So we'll see y'all next week. Peace.